been an interesting week or so of football, man. I think Champions mm. League this week, bro. Ah? You ready? Champions League? More than ready, bro. Yeah. You said you ready, bro. Hey. Meet you in the final, bro. That's us back in it. Meet you in the final, yeah. Right? So you know, bro, we'll take care of our dinner. What are you saying? Sterling up in the city, so see if we play As soon as my child can walk, it's straight project Mbappé But no the verbal, as soon as I hear that whistle We get straight to the action, come on lads, where's the passion? Do like Alamatsi, we wear headbands for the fashion If the defenders drop back, we counter and then attack them I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah, yeah. I got my eye on the ball, I got my eye on the ball, yeah I got my eye on the ball, all right you already know what it is we're back live and direct it's eyes on the ball tv another episode of the eye test with my favorite people with the gang with the man them hey. with the squadron come on with the give me one give me one, give me one. with the team come <laughs> on the squad the front three literally potent Potent. Suarez, Neymar, Messi. Mm, Dibs on Neymar still. Dibs, hey, Dibs on Messi. Messi. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Real drillers on these sides. Dibs on the court. What are you man saying though? How's everyone doing, man? Bless, yeah, man. man. Bless. Man. It's been a lot going on in the footballing world, man. A lot of news. A lot of um, just like, major takeaways. A lot been going on. A lot of good games. So, um, yeah, looking forward think, to the show. First of all, I mean, it's only right. Man City won the first trophy this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Carabao Cup completed yeah. Tottenham. Do you want the community show? No, that's, bro, come on. Let's not do this. It's a certain man who can't Carabao Cup. Obviously, Man City won it. Four three in a row. I think we deserve to give Josh a clap. 100. Let's go. Thanks so much, guys, man. It's been it's been a long season, man. It's been a long fight, man. It's only just getting started, bro. So just getting started. But like I said, man, this, this is what we needed to lift up the spirits, man, going forward. 100%, man. Just had to do that just to... Get that out of the way. I like no, that, listen, four, like, four on the spin. You know how much you have an agenda? I feel like you do have a bit of fairness about you still. No, I feel like bro. I like about you. No, nah, nah, hey, don't give me too much credit, fam. Don't give me too much credit. Before I met you, Darren said a, bad, a couple of mad stuff about you, innit? Ah! Look at what he's throwing me under the bus. He's not seeing fans do, by the way, literally. But nah, so obviously it'll be tradition. When when one of our teams wins a trophy, whole whole team gives... Round of applause. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. But cool. Um, there's a lot to discuss. I mean, it's been a hectic 72 hours in football, shall we say? Even more than Even that. Even longer, yeah. yeah like, whole week. Whole week of football has been crazy. Um, if you've been living under a rock, the European Super League has obviously rocked um, the world of football. You see what I did there, lads? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, nah, like, so the European Super League has obviously come in. Um, clubs, the big come six, and gone. It's come and gone. <laughs> the big six, really: Arsenal, Tottenham, Man City, Chelsea, Manchester United, and Manchester. Who did I say? Tottenham, City. Arsenal, Chelsea, yeah. City, Liverpool. Liverpool, yeah. So they all wanted to break away with um, some of the other big clubs in Europe, and <laughs> to say the least, it did not go down well. Um, all. I mean, we've discussed it all week. So I don't want to go on and on about it. Check again. out the prior shows. We had a couple of juicy shows where we um, touched on it, but um, just takeaways from it. I just think the power struggle at the top of football right now is 
very dangerous and toxic because it feels like it's just the blind leading the blind. Wherever we look, we don't know where we're going for leadership uh, of the game, whether it's big picture in talking like FIFA, um, the Premier League, the FA, the PFA, um, owners of teams. feels like wherever you look, you don't know what you're like. Everyone's looking after their own interests. No one's really looking out for the fans. Um, I, I think that a lot, a lot needs to be learnt from this saga. Um, yeah, man, I don't like the. I think a lot needs to be improved in terms of um, who's making decisions. I think fans have learnt the the power that they have. Obviously, we've seen the the protests outside of Emirates, Old Trafford. Um, I think it's just it's a it's a definitely a teachable moment, a learning moment. I think players need to understand they have um a bigger voice, you know, they need to understand that they should use their platforms more, be more vocal, have their say, because in other leagues, bro, the players sit at the table. Do you know what I mean? When decisions are made, the players sit at the table. Even on that then, Josh, I'll come to you then. Based on something that Darren said, do you actually think the fans affected the decision? Or do you actually, like, do you think the fans actually had a pivotal role to play in affecting the decision for the teams Um, to break up, like... Retract their breakaway. A part of me feels like it's a smoke screen. Mm. Um, I think end of the day, like true power always lies with those with money and influence, mm. uh, mm-hmm. mainly, man. And of course, like the fans do influence it in some way. But um, it's it's not to even go off topic, but I think it's it's the same thing with all kind of pillars in society, man. When you look at things such as police brutality and protests and stuff like that. Yeah. In as much as, yeah, those protests do um, help in some way or fashion, end of the day, power still lies with those at the top. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think here with the whole with the whole Super League thing, the, the, the main takeaway for me is monopoly of power, man. Um, so, cool, I'll break it down on this very quickly. I think, personally, that even where, even though the Super League may not have been the best way to kind of introduce new, co- new competition, um, introduce something fresh into football. I think the standout moment for me is the fact that UEFA and FIFA still monopolise football greatly. In mm, the sense where 100%. even if, let's say, the Super League did have good intentions here, the fact that they weren't even allowed to propose what they wanted to propose and for it to get through and that just because it doesn't line FIFA or UEFA's pockets is big. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've all, we've all, we've all seen the, 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 the corruption with UEFA and FIFA over the past years, decades, or whatever. Years. Um, so for me, I think that's the biggest takeaway here is, is the monopoly of power in football. I agree with and that. And the fact that even though we do think that players and fans should make should take more um, positive stands for the game, yeah. how much does it really influence or change football? So I, think, I, I, I don't think it's true power in my opinion. I think we know, we, I think we know the power, or we knew the power of UEFA and FIFA, but I think it showed, this, this week showed how much it needs to change. Do you know what I mean? I think it highlighted why fans need to have more of a say, why players need to have more of a say. Um, we had managers in press conferences, di- they're the ones directly affected by the decisions that are being made. Mm. And they weren't even consulted. Mm. And they were put out there to dry in front of the media. I think that's a perfect example of why they need to have more of a say. Because mm. you might know, in the NBA, the players' union, they have control. Do you know what I mean? Whether you're negotiating uh, contracts, CBA, collective bargaining agreement, anything when decisions are made, the players are involved in the NBA. They're trying to, they try to turn it to an American-style model, mm. but they're not trying to give the players the power. Mm. I think you don't have to do one to do the other, but I think the players need to understand 
they need to have a seat at the table. I think the, uh, I guess the major takeaways are there, man. Like as much as football has a lot of um, on-field issues in terms of VAR, referee, refereeing decisions that are made. That one is a whole episode to itself, man. That one is. A I, mess. I personally think the off-the-field issues are. <laughs> Worse, mm. like by like 100%. worse, like that's not even factoring in the societal issues when it comes to the racism in football, Facts. which is an episode yeah. in itself, and um, just the other things around football that could be dealt with better. But I just think that the hypocrisy in football is is blatant. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I think, and just to touch on that point of hypocrisy, I, it's a bit of da in it, and I don't really want to be that person, but. I just think the hysteria around it is just all fake. And the reason why I say that is because when things directly affect a certain um, body or group of individuals, mm. that's when you come out in yeah. full force. Yeah. When it doesn't directly affect you, we don't see that same level of attention, that same level of hysteria around it. And the point, well, just quickly, yeah. the point I always make now, yeah, is... <laughs> there was hysteria around, and I've Darren has heard me say this point on countless of podcasts now. So I'm, obviously, Josh, now you're here, bro. What's the heritage of English football? What would you say? The, what's the oldest competition in football in club competition in England? FA it's the FA Cup. The FA Cup. That's the that's the, the beauty of the cup, the magic of the FA Cup. You said the word saying? heritage. Heritage. That's the heritage. Yes. European football has never been the heritage of mm. English football. Mm. If I ask you now. What would you rather do? Win the FA Cup or finish in the top four? Finish in the top four. You finish in the top four. And the and reason that's by design. No, and, yeah. and of course, and the reason why, majorly, is because of the money that you'll get. Exactly. You can't miss out on the Champions League money because that's what UEFA and them men have promised They're you. They're glorified. And it's glorified. Exactly. So that same hysteria should have been applied to we were losing the magic of the FA Cup. Like Remember, Doncaster Rovers, let's use an example, facing Man United... In, league, in, in round three of the FA Cup, that was like football heritage. That was like a payday that would save their For club. a Doncaster Rovers fan, that what? is That's like everything. F- it, it's from the fan going upwards. Mm. Look at FIFA in terms of, and this is not even to out FIFA, but we've seen stories of how they build their stadiums for World Cups. The, the working conditions have been terrible. We know the bribes and take. And on, when the World Cup comes, though, no one talks about that mm-hmm. because we're just focused on the actual competition. So the hysteria and the hypocrisy around everything to do with the Super League, when corruption runs ragged throughout a lot of football operations, mm. when it's blatant as well, and we as individuals, we, we're obviously all educated and we understand it. Yeah. We're not seeing the same level of hysteria. We're not seeing the same level of protesting. Racism, I could go on and on about that. We're not seeing the same level of protesting and hysteria around it. And that's mm. where... Football won't change for the better if we don't tackle, I won't even say the most important issues because like uh, it's, we're not trying to get into a battle of what yeah, issue exactly. is more important than the yeah. other. Mm. But if we don't tackle these off the field issues that are obviously affecting the football on the pitch, mm. then what are we doing here? Anyway, I think, yeah, bro, you made, you, made, you made a lot of profound points there, man. Um, one thing I'll kind of like touch on is when you're talking about the selective use of power, that's how I've coined it anyway. Yeah in a sense where I thought it was funny how they were banning players from playing in the World Cup and the Champions League um, if they were to play in the Super League but I let a player make a racist remark and he gets a slap on the wrist I thought that's funny to me and it's, it's, it's only after the Super League um, ruckus that now they're proposing to ban players 
after that. Yeah, no, that we're looking into it. <laughs> exactly. That now, we're looking now, into now, it. Now that light it's a prospect. Now you want to bring it up. I think that's funny to me as well because you, had the, power, you had the power there, but when 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 it suits your agenda, that's, that's when, when you want to use that it. power. Yeah. But when it doesn't, then it's looking like okay, cool. Give them a fine. Yeah. A few, a few, a few, a few bands or whatever, a few match game bands, and then you're back in. You're back. I in think. Mix. I think they're worried that there's the potential of possibly a star doing something wrong where they're forced to ban him for a number of games, which could cost them money. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, football players make the, make no, not make mistakes. I'm saying football players are the ones who make. UEFA and FIFA their money. 100%. They are saying? the product. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Which is why they need to understand their power. And that is where the problem lies. They are afraid of losing money. Mm-hmm. And like the person who said money makes the world goes round isn't an idiot. Mm. Because it does. Mm. Like 100%. money is at the hub of everything that we do everything that these corporations do mm. but it's not something that we need to accept if you, if you want to talk about corruption right, if you want to talk right, about right, corruption right, quickly if you want to talk about corruption who the hell put FIFA and UEFA in charge of football Damn, anyway no one that's <laughs> the point no, like, who? Yeah, the no one maybe, maybe there's a history to it but Damn. I need to know and, and, and bruv I think, I think one thing that you kind of mentioned that we don't have in football that we have in, in other sports is checks and balances Fair. We, we don't have that and I think in, in any um organization which which breaks in the amount of money that that football does you need checks and balances there's a reason why for example in america the judiciary the presidency the the executives and the um what's the other one gm legislature legislature they're, they're, okay. all, they're all separate parties because they can all check and balance each other you, get what I'm yeah. you don't have that in football that's what i'm saying why shouldn't another competition come in now and say we want to introduce this and propose that, yeah. But they, that's what I'm saying. They it, shouldn't, and it doesn't, it doesn't line UEFA and FIFA's pockets. So yeah. Why can't they come and do their own thing? The thing is, they should be proposing that to another. Do you got what I mean? Overseas. There should be a separate body. Exactly. That can then, you can pitch that to, it, exactly. rather than coming to UEFA saying, "Listen, we want to destroy your your ideas, mm. and here we're we're gonna pitch you how we're gonna do it." Yeah. yeah. I, think, I, mean? I think it I think. No sense. Do you know what is that? I think if we're if we're thinking in realistic terms. The reason why it, it, it's much harder to do in football than it is to do, in, for example, NBA with the players' committee is that mm-hmm. the NBA is just in America. Or yeah, that's yeah, well. definitely, so definitely. The the, the scope you, of it is much smaller. Do you know what in football you're you're looking at? The thing with that is the the PFA is meant to be some semblance of that. Do you mm. know what I mean? But I feel like they don't do enough. Mm. Or they don't, do you know what I mean? They don't leverage their power enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We don't know who like really leads the FA. We don't, We know that the top players in the league, or if, even if you want to say the top English players, are they really sitting at the table representing the PFA? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Are they really having their say? Because mm. I think that they can, but it's just about understanding that, um, you know, they can make things happen. But what do you mind feel about the potential... Fifty plus one idea. Do you think nah, that's nah. just a? I, I don't even want to. I don't even want to go on that. Explain that. I don't even want to go on that tangent. Yeah, I don't even want to go on that tangent because so you think it's a bad dream. Yeah, because if you look at the way it works in the Bundesliga, Bayern Munich are the the hegemon, <laughs> and they dominate the rest of the league. I mean, Bayern Munich can buy the best player, the team that finishes second in the Bundesliga. Mm. That's what the fifty plus one rule allows, isn't it? So mm. I don't want to go into that, but it's the point that you made about the PFA. But I think, oh, go I, think on. I was just gonna say. If that is the sacrifice, to no, get rid of no, corruption. no, because that is corrupt in itself. Because Bayern Munich, Bayern Munich only didn't want to join. Like, no, but that's natural. No, a monopoly. No, that's a free it's market. It's not natural. Impacting. It's not natural. What? Because of the fifty plus one thing? Oh, Bayern Dortmund paid off. I mean, because Bayern Munich helped Dortmund 
pay off their debts. Okay. Dortmund are indebted to Bayern Munich. That is corruption at its finest. And what, you think that's why all their side, their best players? No, is that is a reason. Like that, that's like uh, uh, under the table agreement. Yeah. And yeah. as much as yeah, it's cool in, in in the football like it's accepted. That is corruption at its finest. It's just that because Bayern Munich are um, this big club with heritage and all of that kind yeah. of stuff, it's it's just dismissed. No, I hear bro. It. Like there's what? Yeah. Yeah, it's not that deep. But one thing I did, one point, what do you want to go on to next? No, 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 it's can't finish it. Yeah, one point I just wanted to hammer down is, I think we're losing the, the competitive spirit in football as well. The desire to win. Because the fact that they were trying to implement a league in which the incentive to win is reduced, you can finish bottom of the league every year and still have the same, get double financially what you get for winning the Champions League. And that shows that we're at a slippery slope right now. Things are very risky because you don't want it to be a thing where it gets to winning is not not everyone's trying to win. Do you know what I mean? Because I mean, that's what football's about. But I think what you know, it is though. Even you, I'm gonna try to play a little bit. And it's sports, bro. You got to compete to win. Here. As much as I do hear that, yeah, cool. You have 30 teams in a, in a, in a league or whatever. You got to think, bro. Teams have to be realistic with their goals here. There can only be one champion, four getting um, Champions League, yeah. and then another two or whatever getting European football, or whatever. Cool. So, if you're coming in as a as a Fulham or a Sheffield, you have to be realistic with your, with your expectations. How far can we push to be successful without now detrimenting our success in the future? That's kind of the big picture here. But I, and, uh, I don't that, think it has to be one or the other. Do you know what I mean? Because what I'm saying is. Obviously, understand your um, expectations. Limit not. Don't think because you got promoted, you can potentially make Champions League football. Or whatever I'm saying, or don't think. Oh, we just got to stay in the league. No, aim aim to be top. You should be aiming to be top half of the table. Aim to to grow the club. Aim to win. Do you know what I mean? It's not always yeah, about. Let's just stay in the league, pocket our money, and we're good. Like I feel, no. like, I feel like that's that's reductionist, man. Because there's so much more to football and finances and staying up and long term success than just. Let's try and push through. Like, like, there's so much more to it. For example, like, if you. But I don't think there's anything that can justify not trying your best to win. There's not for me. There's nothing that can justify. What I'll say is, yeah, just to um, nip it in the bud in it is that look. At the end of the day, I totally agree with that. I think there wasn't the opportunity to actually see the potential with the ESL. So, for example, I believe when the Premier League was first made. there was no, the, the founding clubs couldn't get relegated as well, but it was allowed to evolve after that. Of course, it didn't have the same level of money, the same level of knowledge about the sport and all of that kind of mm. stuff, and the same number of fans as well, worldwide. But at the end of the day, it was allowed to evolve. So who knows if the ESL were going to evolve it, and of course, teams could get relegated and teams could get promoted into mm. it, innit? So it's, 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 yeah, look, ESL, it is what it is. I mean, the crux of what I wanted to get into, though... I'm glad that's in the bin anyway. (laughs) No, literally, it's in the bin now. Thank God for that, I would say. But the crux of what I wanted to get into is looking at two teams in particular. And the first team I want to look at in terms of one of the ESL clubs, Liverpool. Obviously, it's been a... What's the word for Liverpool season? Turbulent. Like, (laughs) vicious. I wouldn't even call it turbulent. It's been a vicious season. Yes. Um... And top four is slightly slipping out of their hands right now. Like I wouldn't say it's completely done, but slipping out of their hands. Main question I have to you, man, is front three, is it time to blow it up? Blow it up, boy! Blow it up, up, fam. Jota's already coming and showing what he brings to the table. 
Do you know what I mean? That's one piece. Whether you want to bang him, you can bang him anywhere along the front line as well. Mm. Got him for a steal. What did they pay? 35 mil for him or something? Yeah, the guy's already shown massive dividends. You could argue, oh, definitely one of the top three signs of the season. Mm. Um, fan blow up, man. I think Salah's the only guy that you're dying to keep a hold of. But at the same time, you could also, he's also your most valuable asset. So, you can oh, move you, on from you, him. You I think you go younger, man. Go younger. They're all I, nearly I think, 30. Do you know what's mad though? Yeah, I just feel like, it's a weird one, man. Like, when we look across football, right, teams that kind of dominate the league for a certain amount of time, there's always an element of continuation, be it through um, their uh, academy or... There's, there's always something. I feel like for Liverpool to just drastically blow up that front three, right now with the state of the footballing economy as it is right now, how are you going to get anything back? Because the real question is, can you get... Yeah, you're saying Jota, yeah, but, but can returns, you get the return? Yeah, yeah. Can like, you get the return of goals in another player that one player has shown you for a number of years, for example? I think maybe you might be sacrificing in the short term, but long term, you're going to reap the benefits. But, then, but this is what I'm saying, though. It's like, are they, though? Are they what? Are they really going to have to sacrifice in the short term and then potentially get long term You could even argue, are they really sacrificing? Because where are they now? They're not, they might not make top four. Yeah, this okay, could be okay, the perfect and, and, time. And then they're gonna sacrifice the front three. Cool. That's I think you that. try and keep Salah. You try and keep Salah. But then again, you could make the argument he is the most valuable. You could probably still get, depending on you know if someone's sniffing for him, you could still get 90, 80, 100 M's for Salah. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you can use that on get get couple hard youngsters. I think it's time. I man. mean. Out of everyone in the front three, I think we all agree that Firmino's time is done. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> but even if, even if you look at Liverpool, like even now they signed Ibrahim Konate from, from Yeah, Leipzig. good signing. So, Another bargain. Exactly, but then when you're questioning should they block the front three, we haven't seen any um, moves forward to kind of replace that front three. If anything, they're looking to solidify their defence. Mm. But Jota though, isn't it? Jota's the first. Yeah, Jota, that's one. Yeah. But then, cool, if you want to get rid of Mane or Salah... But I'm saying, okay, now, cool, Josh, you're you're being um, analytical about it, but I'm giving you the money now. You have money that if you want, so now it's in your hands, if you want to blow up the front three, and there's a lot of youngsters or forwards around Europe, no one in mind in particular, but you have the money to do that. Do you buy... I don't don't block the front three. I buy players who I think in a season or two can come in and be... Starts with his team. I'll look at someone like maybe Ismail Dembele from Barcelona, for example. Um, just wow. players like that, man. That's what I, blowing up the front three. I mean, is, that's is, more is, than just a little, a little. Like that's one hundred and twenty-six mil. His stocks dropped it. Yeah, I'm, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. exactly him, but players no, from that ilk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So at yeah, least, yeah. if that, if if in a season now, Salah um, wants to go on or Mane wants to go on, and we still have Jota there, at least cool. The players that we then bought in. They automatically slot into that place. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Kind of like with what Bayern Munich do now. Mm-hmm. They have an inf- they have Sane, they have Coleman, they yeah, have Gnabry. Do you get what I'm saying? So then, even if players do want to move on, you can literally just slot them right in, and mm. they've been there for a season already. So mm. the adjustment's easier. I think Liverpool's a bit different though because they've that front three has been the front three. But they need to be looking bigger picture. For example, when City, you know, we had um, Sterling, Mares, Sane, and you're thinking, bro, like. Any one of those three should be starting. We can be kind of any player. So you think, but the you way should I, stop power your assets. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. But I think I think by the time the the youngsters that you bring in are good enough to be starters, they're man are going to be. I'm, I'm not even saying youngsters like that. But I'm just saying man that elsewhere they'll be getting 
week in, week out of Premier League football. Mm. But with the stature that Liverpool have right now... They can sit on the bench. Exactly. Do you get what I'm saying? But are like those guys going to be good enough? Are they good enough to replace Mane and Salah? It's not about that. You have to stop our assets, bro. I think no, but I think, I think, bro, them men are 30. You need to find replacements. Yeah, but then it, it's hard. Like, It's not that easy to just find... A, a guy like Sally who's going to get in not 100%, 100%. it's not that easy but as in but I think you're better off trying to do it that way rather than doing, doing it what your, way? your way as in find a replacement now rather mm-hmm. than saying let's just get someone who who's good is for it, the squad and we hope is it, can become a first team player cool is it more thinking about because I feel like with the way everyone's thinking it's literally trying to either stockpile assets or find like for like replacements what of, they even have to be what of, like, Yeah, I was going to say, it goes on to what I'm going to ask. What of Klopp almost tweaking his system? Yeah, I think he's going to have to do that regardless. Yeah, Klopp's same. Klopp's going to do that. Klopp's mm. going to have to do that. You can't, you can't throw it. Different players, bro. You've different players, different teams. Dortmund as well. They ran out of gas in Dortmund. Mm. It was on a very good run and they ran out of gas. You're going to have to adjust, bro. Like, he has to do it. Even Jota, bro. Jota, whether he ends up playing up front or on the left, I, re- I reckon he will be a starter, do you know what I mean, for that front line. He's he changes the way he play. Do you know what I mean? He's not Firmino. Do you know what I mean? He wants to get in around the box, uh, create goals. He's not going to play deeper like Firmino. That changes things. I think you've got to get more creative, maybe out on the wings. Do you know what I mean? Or, unless you can keep a Salah, got goal scorer, twenty goal scorer. That's what I was going to say. I agree with that. That's what I was going to say. That Klopp hasn't really done with his team. Definitely. That's what I was going to say. Make his uh, midfield the the fulcrum of mm. his team in the way that. Um, midfield should be not even Pep Pep even at Dortmund. He had that yeah, yeah, I think that's what it should be. Your mid your midfield should be the like the spine of that team. Do you know what I'm saying he hasn't really had that. He's relied on One, his fullbacks and, and his do, wingers. Do you know what I'll say? Like ingenuity, yeah, always breeds great success. Yeah, mm. like when no one's seen it before. Mm. So Conte, perfect example, came into the league three at the back. No one's seen it before in the Premier League and it just wins us the league go on a crazy run do you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. Klopp I don't think I've ever seen a Premier League team who have won the title win it without having goals from their midfield mm. do you know what I'm saying I don't, mm. when I think back yeah that's a good question like, I'm trying to think I think even even Man United who played like they still got goals from 100%. their midfield because they they had midfielders like right midfielders yeah. left midfielders yeah. so that that's ingenuity like that's crazy like what he did was he basically put all his stocks in his attackers getting goals his fullbacks getting the assists mm. like that's sick mm-hmm. but now where Klopp can elevate or potentially even depreciate in terms of his long-term legacy mm. is how he's able to change and adapt mm. because I don't think we saw that adaptability this year because you get a guy like Thiago who was arguably the best midfielder in the world Flex. at the time you bought him no he wasn't Could he used no, but he, it was an argument because Thiago just won the Champions League, and he was a bit, like he was bossing the Champions League that year, mm. and KDB like one of the best midfielders. KDB bummed yeah, out, but KDB bummed out to Leon. Do you know mm, what I'm saying? Do that. <laughs> <laughs> he bummed out to Leon. To Leon, didn't it? Pep was there doing three five two against Leon. Pep. Anyway, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. But. Um, but I'm with you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an argument. Anyway. I'm not even saying he was the best. It was an argument. Yeah. It was there. And now he didn't know, or he hasn't even shown. Like Thiago sits on the bench. I yes. cannot believe that. Yes. As in, it's mind blowing that you can start. And this is no disrespect to these guys. Why now, them James Milner, Henderson, bro, not Thiago. only that, bro. This is what I'm saying. System. And that's it's what we're trying to talk about. Well. Yeah. Football is becoming more system-based as opposed to 100. players expressing or being more individualistic. 
Um, and that, bro, when when Thiago signed for Liverpool, I was saying to men like across the board, like I don't want like from looking at when they signed him to now, I don't understand what people thought Thiago was gonna come in and do. Mm. If you look at his roles during his full, whole football career, he's never been the guy that's gonna get you 10, 15 assists per season, or mm-hmm. a guy that's gonna get you 10 goals a season. He keeps the engine ticking. But if for Liverpool, he played with a system that don't really um, capitalise on the midfield. I don't expect what you are expecting from... Like, I don't think Thiago's been a bad player for Liverpool. I just think the Liverpool system hasn't adjusted well for Thiago. Nah, Thiago's been a bad player for Liverpool. He hasn't been bad. No, but I think, nice. I think that's less of... Less so no, he's been bad, but I think it's more so the inability... No one's disputing that, but I think... Of to adjust. Yeah, of course, but I think we, we can't... Like... And I like Thiago. Exactly. I, li- I love Thiago. Let me, let's just get that out in the open before anyone thinks it's an agenda. I love Thiago and I just finished saying he's arguably the best <laughs> he's arguably the best uh, midfielder in the world when he came to Liverpool. But at the end of the day, we can't make excuses. The same way people won't make excuses for Havertz because people expected him to have more goals and assists than he does. Same way you can't make excuses for Timo Werner because people expected more from him. Like, we can't make excuses for these guys. Like, we want to see the best. And for some, even less so Thi- um, Havertz and Timo Werner, because Thiago had reputation. Like, that's one of the biggest things. When you come into the league with a reputation, like, you preserve that at all costs and even elevate that and re- like, reinforce why we gave you that reputation in the first place. And Thiago hasn't done that. And arguably, he's been, like, up there with one of the worst signers this season in terms of performance. Whoa. It's facts. Whoa. I don't so think it's the equal one of the worst signings. It's it is. The, 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 the nuts. difference between Thiago and a or is that Thiago's, um, how would I put it, his stock on the team isn't defined by his goals and assists. No, I know, I know, but we can still, there have been moments in games because it's it's harder to see Thiago play bad, but yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of one where we judge him on how successful the team is yeah, around him. Exactly. And Liverpool haven't been successful when Thiago plays. Yeah. And that's just... And I think that's down to a lack of an adjustment to the system. Of course. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm that's not, why yeah, I it's agree not, with It's you. not totally his exactly. fault. Exactly. I agree sure. with you in terms of we got to be critical of him. He's the one putting in the performances. Yeah. But we, we know they haven't adjusted to, to him. And he is a, a player in which he controls the game. He, if you want to... Um, if you brought him in... You have to, you know, at least even adjust to his style of play. You know what I mean? What's the yeah, point yeah. of bringing? That's like bringing in a bazooka and saying, "Yeah, we're gonna roll with the pistol." Right. Like, don't make no sense, fam. Alright, cool. I have a final question then on just Liverpool um, before we go to the final team, that final ESL team that I wanted to discuss. Um, is that do you think, or do you put stocks in Klopp to get it right next year? I think Liverpool win the league next year if they get it right in when terms did, of the, nah. in terms of transfer window. Nah, I don't think because, bro, I think. When, when I'm looking at next year, I'm putting I'm putting Chelsea above them, putting City above them. I think Liverpool have a, <laughs> Liverpool have a big uphill climb, bro. No, nah, but listen, Virgil van Dijk is back. Yeah, Henderson in full back effect. As well. Henderson back. The thing is, if these men stay fit, they're gonna be in the mix. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Trent getting back to his best with uh, van Dijk back. Yeah. Allison getting he's been poor this season. Get him back to his best. If them man can get back to their form that they had uh, last season so two years ago. Yeah, no, definitely. But listen, when you're scraping top four, it's going to be a bunch of ifs. The likes of Chelsea, do you, man? Definitely. No, but Chelsea's ifs. Do you think Liverpool need to sign? Because I think if they get everyone fit, that they can uh, potentially still win the league. Chelsea have to make signings. And big signings as well. My my thing is that's mad about Liverpool, though, is one guy goes down and your whole club is in turmoil. (laughs) No, but this guy, this guy is is. a linchpin. No, but then, bro, okay, cool. This guy was second in Ballon d'Or, no? We know what Van Dijk is, yeah? But 
It's not like we haven't seen defenders like that ever before. But, Do you get what I'm saying? But he that's was why so... I put more onus on Klopp getting his team right because Definitely. there's no way one man should go down and somehow your team is now... It doesn't make any sense just shows, from champions to this. It shows how Bro. fragile the system is, isn't it? It's fragile, that, That's my point. That's why I think the bigger thing for Klopp is that he needs to change his system for next season. I don't really think it's... Yes, the, um, the, the, the players that are coming from injury do help, but I think more so the system. Between, I, 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 said, I, said, I said it at the ending of last season that these men will get found out. Yeah. And they'll be found City, yeah. Between City, Liverpool, Chelsea... And United. let's throw United in there. Who has the weakest system then? Second, no, I know. United, the reason, hands down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I didn't want to put you there because I knew oh, he was okay. the weakest system. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why I said more because it's more clear cut the systems at Chelsea, Liverpool, and, and City. City. Exactly. And who has the weakest system out of all of them? Do United. you think? Yeah. Chelsea, Liverpool, City. Yeah. I'd say Chelsea. Chelsea. I think Chelsea's I think it's still premature to say that they have the best. Fair enough. The same week is a bit. To touch on what you said, though, I think yeah. next season is too soon to say change it. Maybe when I said blow it up, I meant give. I mean, well, give them one more season. Then, but yeah. I still think you can bring in replacements and still play. Them. No, it makes sense. You know what I mean? But I still think not next season. The following season, they change their style. Alright, man. Then, um, I want to talk about a team close to my heart to wrap up the episode. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Team close to my heart. A team that um, go through. So many ups and downs, but are the banter club of the Premier League. Literally. Arsenal Football Club, man. Arsenal Football Club. Look, there's not there's not much to say. I mean, besides the fact that... <laughs> <laughs> this guy has two jokes. Josh. Besides the fact that they really should have never got an invitation to the ESL. Because that's just based on heritage. Yep. Um, the league form. The league form. Mikel Arteta, I think Arsene Wenger's worst season under um, or during his reign, they got they amassed 63 points mm-hmm. and Arteta can only get 62 points. 62 or 61 points. I can't remember. I just remember them saying it yesterday. And it's like, really and truly, last season we gave him a bye. Even though he came in, the, in December, that's more than enough time to put your stamp down on your team. We've seen Tuchel do it. Take a team from 10th to 4th. Um, they finished eighth, but we said it's cool. New team, let him get a couple. It's the Champions League. He's living off that Champions. I'm mean, not sorry, not Champions League. FA Cup equity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's FA Cup equity, literally. Um, and then now this season they could actually finish in the bottom half of the table, um, which is backwards after spending money. Like they, they, they got Thomas Party, and let's not get, like that's a big party, signing. Party. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh a big signing. Thing. That's a big signing, fam. And he's been whacked. I mean, yeah. I think that's another example of the team more than the player, in my opinion, again. I want to ask another question, though. When you look at Arsenal, cool, I, want, I, want to, I want to read out the teams above Arsenal, yeah? Um, Who do they have a better squad than? Yeah, cool. Do Arsenal have a better team than Leeds? Yes. Yeah, they do. Everton. No offence, Kieran, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everton. Bielsa just is clear I think Arteta. We had an, uh, who did we have a, who did I have an argument with the other day? Was it you, man? I think About uh, Everton and Arsenal. I think so. Maybe big man, maybe. No, but I, I still take I take I take Arsenal. Uh, you wouldn't just based you on depth. Beginning of the season. Based on depth. Beginning of the season. What were we saying about Everton? Based on depth. What do you mean based on depth? When you can reflect on it now, Arsenal genuinely have a better team. I disagree. What do you think? What do you think I do? Squad depth. I think it's close. It's close though. I'm not saying it. it's no, not. No, you know what? When I, I deep it, go on, Adam. Sorry. I'll, I'll give it Arsenal just because, again, when you look at the same way we're talking about PSG, 
last week and why we think they're sort of high end talent. The top level. Mm. High end talent, yeah, for sure, man. You look at Everton, okay. they've got Richardson, Hamez, but then you look at Aubameyang, yeah. Lacazette, it's sort of. Cool. Fair enough. I still think though. No, no, it depends let me, based let me on. Let me through it quickly. Let me through it. Tottenham. I might take Everton over Arsenal. No. What? Arsenal betting in Tottenham? No, nah, I said I might take Everton over Arsenal. Okay. Tottenham though. I don't know, man. Like, Tottenham's, team, Tottenham's team ain't great either. I'm a better team than Arsenal. That's not true. <laughs> it is true. Spurs got a better nah, team. Nah, yeah, they What? Yeah, Harry Kane and Dom. Kane, Son. Kane's got Kane's on. Lloris. Lloris. Lloris and Leno are in the same category. No, I, but I take Lloris over Leno. I take Lloris over Leno. Uh, Regular. Yeah, yeah. I hate Leno. Regular. Regular. No, but Tierney's been solid. Like, cool. Tongan. Oh, the Tongan's not there. Sorry. Oh, the Varro. Cool, but Dyer. And then Davinson Sanchez are worse than all of Arsenal centre-backs, in my opinion. No, no, no. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes, yes. I'm taking Holden and Gabriel over Davinson Sanchez and Eric Dyer. Dyer's bottom of the... Bottom. Bergwijn as well. Over what? Pablo marrying them, man. No, I said Gabriel and Holden. Yeah, well, if I, you, you're bringing up second or third... Uh, and Pablo Mari's at fourth. Depth chart at that position. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying they're better, though, because they've got the depth. Cool, so what you're saying... But it's not, it's not, this is not impressive. We're not... This yeah, is, no, far This is comparing... But then, but then, but then cool, but, but my point is, is that you have to factor in the fact that Arsenal don't have a great squad in general. Yes, you should be doing better. I Who think... squad's better? Arsenal's or Leicester's? Leicester. By Leicester. I'm taking Leicester. By a mile. I'm taking Leicester. 100%. Uh, they don't have a better squad than Liverpool. Um, West Ham, best, they have a better squad than West Ham, but West Ham have had an incredible season. Not better than Chelsea, not better than United, not better than City. So when you really think about it, <laughs> Arsenal don't have a great team to start We're with. not saying that they should be in the um, top four. We're saying they should be no, competing. Hun- Are they competing? That's no, the no, they're not competing, but exactly. I don't think they should be sitting around, what, sixth, seventh, maybe? But they're sitting in around no, tenth. And at the same time, fam. The season is the season. Do you know what I mean? It's not always based on the talent that you have. It's mm, it's how right. you play over a 38 game stretch. Because but... West Ham, no one would have said West Ham would be a top four side and they deserve to be there. Arsenal, they are where they are because they deserve to and be this there. Is... You just got to be better. And, and... I just think that if they were to let go of Mikel Arteta, I don't think their fortunes are going to be any greater. I disagree. Oh, they are. Or, or I disagree. Great. I think they are. I disagree. I mean, like, look, a lot of Maybe people... you don't go to top four, but you definitely no, are. We're, to- you and we're talking league. about we're talking about improvement. Yes, fair enough. If I want to give Arteta anything to his credit, we've seen incremental growth in terms of the in terms of the defense, and that the stats prove it as well. Like he's he's conceded, I think, ten less goals than Emery, which is a lot of goals to to. Sh- but they've decreased in terms of the number of goals they actually score, mm-hmm. which obviously is affecting him in total. But like it, it comes back down to what I'm I always talk about. I even made a tweet on it that got quite a bit of traction. Managers. Humble brag. That lie. <laughs> <laughs> I got Al Kieran though, to be fair. <laughs> but nah, like managers of managers with no experience should be ma- shouldn't be managing these big clubs. I, I know Arsenal haven't been as successful as they should have been. Still, Arsenal, they're, they're still, they're still a big club. Arteta shouldn't be managing Arsenal. No offense to Frank, he shouldn't be managing Chelsea. Mm. Oli has proven himself to an extent, but. Should he be managing Man United? Not really. There's numerous times where he could have been, should have been sacked. Exactly. Imagine Man City put Michael Richards in charge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> players, players, you three know he goes, come in. He's <laughs> 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 laughing. Oh, no God, reason. God, but no, God, man. Like, no, but I'm on the same page. I would never do that. I would never do that. 100% on the same page in these these players. I'm all for it. Listen, you know. 
go and uh, have success in your second career. But these clubs, like, don't you want more for yourself? Like, mm-hmm. these men have no CVs, no... Like, these men haven't proved anything at the managerial level. Bro. But we, you're putting them at their helm. Just top, witnessed, top clubs. We just witnessed Man City play a final where Pep Guardiola's in charge. And the opposing manager is Ryan Mason. No disrespect to Ryan Mason. Look, no disrespect to Ryan Mason. (laughs) Like, the the recovery that he made in terms of everything that happened in terms of his injury is great. But now let's talk about it. We're talking about the high stakes. When when decisions are made based on sentimentality, lines are blurred. Mm. Judgment is clouded. And fair enough, even if you want to sack Mourinho based on the results, Daniel Levy, yeah, cool, you didn't have the right results. You have to have someone ready. What did mm. Chelsea do when they sat Frank Lampard? Tuchel was in charge. On deck. Like, they don't. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? They, they didn't let him, Frank Lampard go until they knew Tuchel was coming in straight away. Mm. And I think that's signs of good management, in my opinion. That's good, but effective. We've been, we've been saying it for years, but the way Chelsea are, are set up and the way Arsenal are set up are drastically different. Yeah, fair. You don't have an owner that cares about your club. Arsenal don't. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. Like monkeys about Arsenal, bro. Really and truly. Roman Abramovich, he, he has a... Vested An interest for winning. Arsenal's owners don't have that, and we know this. So, do you think that Arsenal can never be successful till their owners care? Though mm. I don't think so. I, 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 I think so. I you think, th- so. you think what they can I, be successful? I, 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 don't, I don't think a club can be successful if their owners don't want to be successful. Oh, I don't think so. I'm hundred percent in agreement with because you. You think name, a club can name, be successful? Name me a club. Name me a club that's won the Premier League recently, or even in history. That their owners haven't cared about them and they somehow going to want to... Bro, them. listen, we don't even need to pose examples. Just it, it, talk it about the, the premise. Not, no, no, we're is... not talking about... Okay, cool. Let me try and rephrase it. We're not talking about, of course, if you want consistent success, you need an owner that cares. However, what I'm saying is, out of this Arsenal squad, a lot more can be gotten from this squad. Oh, yeah. Even without the owners necessarily caring about the team. Mm-hmm. A lot more can be... Like, a lot more juice can be... Um, got out of this team, in my opinion. But my thing is, my thing is though, is that like, when the the energy around the club is big, and we spoke about it last week in terms of how you were saying to me that Chelsea have a um, history of, of of winning, like they want to win everything. So despite the the condition of their team, mm. they're still about winning. So with Arsenal, when you don't have a ownership or a structure no, that, no, is, I agree. that is built I agree. around winning that's going to reek through the club bro your players aren't going to run through a brick wall for you if you're if you're if the owners aren't about winning like do you get what i'm trying to say like the, uh, yeah the it's, 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 it's indirect in it, but it's definitely a, a positive even though like even Leicester, though west ham bro like these men they care about winning so even though their team may not be as good as the cities and the chelsea's they can still put in good performances arsenal losing against teams that shouldn't be losing against consistently and the, the, the constant feedback that they get, the, 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 what the pundits say is that the players don't care about winning that much. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I'm getting a bit of a bit of residue from that pain, bro. What? That, from that old... <laughs> oh, but um, away from managers, innit? I That's think it's... <laughs> pain's done, bro. Hey, listen. There's a bit of residue there, yeah, bro. Right. But um, away from managers, innit? I think, bro, they got bigger issues, bro. When it comes to recruitment, we know, Arsenal fans always saying that the board is useless as well. Bro, it's not always down to the manager. Do you know what I mean? We know recruitment, they're useless. Um, other aspects of the uh, the team. Like, they're just not, as Josh said, they're not trying to be, to, to win. And I just, I feel like that is a, a, a very dangerous trend in football. Cool. No, that's fair enough, man. I think that's where we'll leave it today. Good discussion. I mean, we were able to dive a little bit into the ESL. 
just give our thoughts and our final takeaways and hopefully we can close this chapter i mean it's still going to come up especially with the way that um there's so many off the field issues that still need to be dealt with mm. in football um, for sure so it'll be interesting to see how these bodies um take care of that um but man before we wrap up any final remarks lads listen didn't mention it but ed woodward is out of my club i am chuffed I'm over the moon and i'm looking forward to greener pastures he was cancerous. The glazes are still cancerous. But we've got w- one piece out now. We need to get the others out. Josh. I'm, I'm chuffed. <laughs> um, it's a weight off his chest, man. Hey, serious say. weight, bro. Serious um, weight. Man, it's, it's been an interesting week or so of football, man. I think... Champions League this week, bro. Uh, you ready? Champions League? More than ready, bro. Yeah. You said, you ready? Bro, hey. meet you in the final, bro. That's us back in it. Meet you in the final, bro. Yeah? So you know, bro, we'll take care of our dinner. Please? What are you saying? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's bro, been eyes on the ball. It's It's been eyes on the ball TV. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Blue, blue there. <laughs> Shout out once again to High Press Media. Of course, make sure you follow them on Instagram. Um, the YouTube account will also be released shortly. Adam will be mm-hmm. keeping us updated with that. Um, do all of that good stuff again like, comment, subscribe follow us on Eyes on the Ball TV underscore on Twitter and on Instagram as well hey, episode 2 of the eye test we are